1: Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Body of Christ Real Talk. I'd like to say hello to everyone that's listening to this show. I, I appreciate everyone that's been tuning in to the show, Body of Christ Real Talk. Thank you very much. And I'd like to give you all an applause. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's how I'm showing my appreciation for, uh, the downloaders that's been checking out my show, the downloaders that has been, uh, tuning into body of Christ real talk. I love you guys and I appreciate you guys tuning in and, uh, taking your time, giving up time to listen to my show. And, uh, I just really appreciate that. Now, before I get into, uh. A short, a more shorter version of spiritual obesity. I'm going to continue with that on uh, forgiveness, but what I want to talk about now is uh, uh, obesity. I want to just say, give a little handle on obesity, and uh, that's a big problem in the United States, around the world, but it is a really big problem. In the United States for a nation that's so rich you know in material things and our uh, finances and different things like that so obesity is still a big problem in the United States today like I said I know it's around the world but it's really a big issue and one of the richest countries uh, in the world the United States we have some of the best health care and we have we have some of the best jobs. We have some of the best doctors, but we are some. We are in the worst health, and some of the most obese people in the world. You know, not on top, but uh, for a country as rich and uh, as uh, financially stable as the United States, that's that's a shame. And there's different factors Why it, why it's like that You know, I'm not going to get into that now Maybe later on down the line uh, But The Food and Drug Administration You know, the USDA And all these guys And the FDA, the CDC The NIH The WHO, all these acronyms That's not helping out at all They seem to be getting richer And but the the society here the uh the nation of the United States seemed to be getting worse and worse in health, and it's coming to a point. I was looking at a few shows and stuff like right then it's coming to a point that. Anxiety, obesity, diabetes, hypertension, and different things are on a all-time high in America, among a lot of other things, you know. And it has to do with a lot of things besides eating bad, but that's on top of the list. It's bad eating, bad choices of food and stuff like that. So now I'm not going to get into the diet right now because I want to get into spiritual diet, spiritual obesity for a little bit. But I just want to remind you guys, it's time for us to really... Listen to our bodies in a sense that health wise, because what our bodies crave for sometimes is not the things that we need. Let me say this again. Sometimes what our body craves for is really not the things that we need to put in it. And it's not because the body wants it. It's just because the body is even and somewhat and denial and addiction, if I can just put it that way, because of the stuff and the junk and the bad carbs and the sugars we've been putting in our bodies and stuff like that, uh, especially for us that are obese, overweight and, and, and stuff like that, you know. And I think it's time for us to just take it another account and look at another way. It's OK to look at another way besides the low fat you know the moderate or the high carbohydrate diets it's it's okay to look at another way especially if you are are obese or you are a type 2 diabetic or even a type 1 diabetic it's it's okay to just look at other alternatives of diets and it's not only weight loss but just health in general and i think that's very important we need to educate ourselves you know that's what i'm doing now. i'm educating myself on uh metabolic uh health and stuff like that and I've got away from the traditional uh American society heart association's way of eating because a lot of it has been error and a lot of it has, a lot of it has been false so i I didn't got away from that and it has helped me a lot you know as far as my weight and the way I feel now now I've been on this diet I've been on a very very high protein diet and low carb diet uh known as the carnivore diet meat eaters diet which i haven't ate any carbohydrates for over uh let me see over 70 days it's been about 72 days and i've been on this carnivore diet over 72 days two months and about 12 days etc stuff like that and uh I like this. Is a very quick update. I do my weigh in again, lower Swirling, uh, next week. You know, and uh, cause I don't weigh myself every day. I don't even weigh myself every week. I weigh myself every two weeks or every month, because it's not about keep getting on that scale. It's about what what I see happening in my clothing and my uh my bone structure and stuff like that. That this this meat diet, high very high protein, low carb diet is working for me. I will be doing this all meat. Now, what I mean by all meat, I mean, all meat, fast uh, beef, you know, poultry, fish and stuff like that. All meat, all the meat that I like to eat. Now, I'm not like everybody else. There's only certain meats I like to eat. So I'm on a certain diet, fast dairy. Well, eggs is not a dairy, but I eat a lot of eggs I'm eat a lot of beef. And I eat most chicken, mostly chicken thighs, chicken thighs and some legs. But so mostly chicken thighs. That's what I eat on this diet. I eat some salmon. I had salmon uh yesterday. I eat salmon and I eat sardines, which I'm going to be eating more sardines. But my thing is, I'm only eating carbs, you know. But you might say, what I'm drinking? You know, you have some people that on a so-called lion's diet or. Uh, the lion's diet where they just eat uh, rudiment animal meat and uh, the and salt and water. I can't do the just water, man. I didn't even drink a lot of water when I was just out there eating bad carbs. And I know water is good for you, but it's not the number one thing. We've been told that, you know, to eat, drink water, but as long as I'm putting a lot of good liquids in it and electrolytes in me, I will be fine. I need to consume more water. and I'm not saying I don't, but I know that's not the number one thing because even all only water itself is not going to help you need some type of other electrolytes and magnesium stuff that in it. But anyway, I'm doing pretty good on it, you know, but I just want to give you an update on my health issues. I have lost some weight, but I'm not going to talk about the weight loss uh, because I have learned to uh, know now that your health is more important than losing the weight. Let me say this again. The health is more important than losing the weight because sometimes you lose more inches than you do weight and your scale will show that that it seems like you're not losing weight but i have lost some weight and i can just see it and feel it but the health let me give you some of my updates on the health benefits so far since i've been on this all me diet i don't like to keep saying carnival i don't like names if you guys know me you know i don't like names i don't like you know i'm a rightly divider uh when i when i read and i study the bible and i study the bible in a dispensational form. In a mid X form. I'm an uh 9 believer and stuff like that. Many people will say, oh, you a dispensationalist. Don't call me a dispensationalist because I am not a dispensationalist. I might use that format, but I'm not a dispensationalist. I understand the metaphor and stuff like that. You know, my point is I don't like names. Uh, and that's why... I, I usually I, mean, I use the term all meat eater. All meat don't, don't, does not mean I eat every meat that's out there because you know you got to be careful when you say that people take it literally and they have to put all kind of other weird animals up there, including dogs and cats. But my point is, carnivore is a meat eater. And what bothers me about some carnivores quite a bit, they 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 put it out there like almost like they are animals. holiday. You know, you have certain ones that's very strict on what they eat. And some of them even eat organs cooked or raw. I don't go there. I'm not an animal. I don't have to try to eat like no animal, a carnivore animal or like a lion or whatever like that. You know, I don't have to try to eat like that. I'm just trying to eat the meat that I like. And I don't like to be considered as a carnivore. Like a lot of the carnivore people do, they call us "say well us carnivore." No, 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 just me. I eat meat. I'm Joe. I'm on a meat diet. I don't like the name because it's just like I don't like denominational names. I don't like diet names. I don't like to be called that uh, a name like the vegan Joe or the carnivore Joe or the lion Joe. You know, because you you can make that out of a fad and you become obsessed with a diet. And I'm finding a lot of people. Is, is bouncing on and off of this diet because they're doing it the wrong way or is it, it wasn't for them. Okay? So, I'm on this all-meat diet. I'm liking it. I'm enjoying it. I'm very creative. That's why I believe I can stay on this long. Also, because I tried to act as any keto before, so that helped me to stay on it. It's not for everybody. It, it, it is not. I would never advise, man, you need to try the carnivore. I would try to talk you, maybe trying the keto, which is very good, but the carnivore, no, you got to really be uh, into the carnivore because you're gonna be eating nothing but meat, and you decide what drinks you want to eat. But meat is mainly gonna be meat. So this, and most definitely don't want to try the lion diet because the lions don't the lion diet. You only eat some type. You only eat all rudiment animals, mainly steaks and beef and stuff like that. No chicken, no other fish and nothing like that, which I don't like. And you only drink water for your beverage, and, and salt. That ain't me. It works for everybody, but that don't work for me. So I make up my own carnivore diet. All right. My point is, health, let me give you a health update. Now, let me tell you what the things I was kind of getting bothered with before I went on a carnivore diet. And I'm going to I'm get getting to the uh, spiritual obesity. This is just an update. The changes I have had in these 70 days of being on the all meat diet. These are the changes. What I used to s- struggle with before is my sleep. Uh... A lot of heartburn. Uh, I used to have this uh, bad, sharp pain shooting through my legs. Real sharp pains shooting through my leg. Now, this is pre-all-meat diet, pre-carnivore. A lot of sharp pains. These are the health benefits, not the weight. Uh, Sharp pains shooting through my leg. I used to have excess tiredness. Somewhat of hypoglycemia, you know, a little wooziness and dizziness and stuff like that, a little bit of hypoglycemia, uh, uh, stuff like that, you know. Uh, those things and the cravings. I used to have a lot of cravings. I used to buy a lot of potato chips and maybe some cakes and stuff. You know, just eat them when I'm bored. Eat when I'm bored. Now, by me saying all that, those things have subsided. I'm not saying it completely stopped. It's subsided. Now, let me tell you what I mean by subsiding. You will know what that mean. The heartburn have subsided over 60 to seven percent 70%, that's my percentage, uh, have subsided. The, uh, the sleeping... Bad has subsided. I mean, I sleep a little better. I rest very much better now. You know, uh, the sharp pains, the heartburn, has subsided. Did I say that already? Well, anyway, you know, the heartburn has subsided very much. Um, what I mean subsided, is still try to sneak in once in a while, but it has subsided quite a bit since I've been on this uh, all-me diet. Uh, the sharp pains in my leg and the cramps have subsided quite a bit and I don't I haven't had the sharp pain since I've been on the diet. Maybe once that was earlier, you know, when I first started, but the sharp pains that used to shoot through my leg and everything. I know that had to do with not drinking water and, you know, the circulation and stuff like that. Not, you know, it could also be from the heart as well. I know those things, but I'm just saying I don't, I haven't been suffering from that since I've been on this all-me diet. Now, those are the things that I have noticed since I've been on it. You had other people with very crazy reverses of type 2 diabetes you know not only this diet but the keto diet and all other stuff hypertension some people cancer has reversed on this type of diet but i'm just talking about what happened with me it's nothing spectacular but it has subsided i ain't bold enough and uh or have been on it long enough to just say it stopped completely I'm not going to say that yet, but I can tell you it has slowed down and it has subsided. My snacking, big time. I don't have a craving for snacking because it, my appetite is so much more suppressed now since I've been on this. Another thing, I don't eat as much because I don't have much of a strong appetite because of the nutrition I'm getting from this meat. So my appetite has subsided. I can go 16 up to 20 hours without eating now and don't even be thinking about food. You know have society and everything. The energy is not like I wanted to be as of yet, but I move better, you know, I walk around better and everything like that. I believe most of that is mental. You got to get through that mental stage too of Going up and down the stairs, and I think a lot of it's mental because you used to grab and stuff and cramping and creeping up the stairs when you've been overweight the majority of your life. So I think it's more mental than physical with me. And I got to just learn it's okay to try to run up the stairs without thinking I'm going to trip and fall because I'm off balance sometimes. Okay, but those things have subsided. I will not boldly. I'm not. I'm not standing out and saying it to stop yet. I have to. I'm gonna give it six months. You know because I want to do this for six months And then I'm going to uh, Try to go a little longer It all depends on my body Because I'm learning my body now I listen to my body more and everything like that So that has subsided I have also Became more uh, More uh, Knowing And more alert Of what my body uh, well, Let me see can I can put this I'm more aware of what is not for me when I put it into my body. You know, like how much cream, how much coffee, because I still drink coffee and stuff like that. Even if it's keto coffee, it still bothers my stomach. The gas is still there, but not as much. The bloating is still there, but not as much. That's what I mean by subsiding. I don't. I, I don't. I don't suspect I expect something to start overnight like it does other people but you know it's going to be slower or faster for faster for different people's bodies and metabolism I still get somewhat of and I still get somewhat of gas and stuff like that but not as much so, but you got to remember, i only been here, i only been on it for over a couple of months, so I don't expect the overnight thing. It happens with some people, now, quite a bit of people, but it just ain't happened with me. I'm just being real. It just haven't. I haven't got that yet, but um, that's what I'm expecting. That's what I'm looking for. So far as the health benefits, it has been working out well with uh, subsiding and, and something slowing down. The weight loss, I will weigh myself again. I'll let you know what's going on with that, but I have lost close to 18 or 20 pounds already, you know, five that there might not be a lot for a couple of months but it's okay you know I used to use lose weight faster than that but when you get older it's not as easy but I am losing long as I'm losing two pounds or something like that I'm cool long as it's going down and not going up (laughs) okay so I am losing what I will weigh myself again I feel right now that I have lost a few more pounds because I usually that's how I know my body now I don't have to get on a scale I can tell when I lost some weight, usually when I feel that way and I know I can tell I get on a scale, I'll be correct. I lost weight because you get to learn your body if you pay attention to your body, especially if you've been on a certain diet. Okay, that's the update on that. Now, <clears throat> if you want some more information or anything about the keto diet, I'm not going to uh, try to recommend a carnivore because that's very strict diet, that's all meat diet. So I wanted keto diet or the Atkins diet if you want some information on that let me know and I will give you as much information I can because I think right now those are some of the best diets out there for a person really obese. Not for the person just wanting you lose 5 or 10 pounds unless they are going on it for health reasons but as far as that there's a lot of health benefits in these uh, high protein, high fat, low carb diets but the keto, a person that's real obese or type 2 diabetes I will recommend this diet over any other diet you know, I'm not saying that it's the best diet but it's the best diet for me and you know, as far as the keto and stuff like that, if you want more information on that, I will get as much information to you as I can. But you can also research this stuff yourself. You can look on YouTube. I can give you some names. It's just all this free information out there. You can do your due diligence and you can find out this stuff yourself, okay, if you are interested in the keto. If not, just try something if you are real obese for your health If anything, let it be for your health, okay? And that's the way I look at the way I eat now, more about my health than I do weight loss. Yes, I'm very, I want to lose the weight. But my health now, I have to look at it that way now because of the the, uh, the diabetes that runs in my family and the high blood pressure that runs in my family. I don't want to be... I, I hear about the genes and it runs in the family. I don't have to claim that. I don't have to claim the overweightness. I don't have to claim the obesity. And I, I don't have to claim diabetes because it runs in my family. You see what I'm saying? So it can be stopped. You just have to step out and you have to do something about it. So I don't want to be on and I don't want to be on that chain that you know I'm wind up getting pre I I have no doubt that I was pre-diabetic before I went on an all-meat diet you know because of my overweightness and the way I was eating up I have no doubt I was pre-diabetic maybe even diabetic but I don't keep checking like that I just went on and I went I went head first and I went on this carnivore diet and everything I just know I feel much better Earlier, I was going through these crazy feelings and, you know, the wooziness because of the so-called keto flu when you go on ketosis. And uh, I don't got time to get in that now. But, yes, it has been a challenge on this diet. But it's been more of a positive benefit than a negative. It's more better pros and cons so far on this all-meat diet. But I will keep you updated on the good and the bad of it. I have to put both of them out there. And I think a lot of times people talk about the all-meat diet or the carnivore diet, and they just talk about the pros. Cons. pros i'm sorry uh and then i'll mention the cons and they always say everything's gone great and whatever like that but lately you have people that's honest on there which i want be honest when you tell somebody about any diet talk about the cons if you have any talk about the cons because it uh it's different strokes for different folks that's why i like talking about the cons then i get into the pros the same what i'm going to do with my diet okay now with all that said I'm going to talk to you about 20, 25 minutes uh, about spiritual obesity. And for the ones that's just tuning in, uh, go back to the last. 13 shows (laughs) if you really want the beginning of spiritual obesity. Go back to the last 13 shows and you will get a lot of information out there, plus Bible verses and scriptures on different topics and subjects. And I usually don't do that on Body of Christ Real Talk because this is not a Bible study show, but it it is a God fearing Bible perspective show connecting the dots my other podcast i have two podcasts connecting the dots straight out straight out bible study not a bible school Bible training, but Bible study. The basics of learning how to understand and rightly divide God's word. That's connecting the dots, which you will find on Spotify, Podcasters for Spotify. It used to be called Anchor, but it's called Podcasters for Spotify. Now, look for, look for, look, if you are saved and you are already a believer, I recommend uh, po- go to Podcast, Spotify by Cop, Podcast, <laughs> uh, uh, Spotify for podca- podcasters and go there and look up, look up Joseph Brownlee for connecting the dots, Joseph Brownlee connecting the dots if you already saved and you're a believer that'll help you more than just an unbeliever that's why I would send you over there if you're already saved but here is open for the saved and the unsaved, predominantly the saved because I look at all things the best way I can through a, a lens of me being a believer, a Christian and give you a biblical Perspective of what's going on, rightly divided. Okay, this uh, spiritual obesity, I'm more into Bible verses. This is the more I've been more of Bible study on this program, Body of Christ Real Talk than I have ever been, you know. But I'm gonna do that more because I believe there's a lot of say people watching this show and they want verses and they want scriptures, which they should study a lot of dialogue and a lot of observations and a lot of opinions and stuff like that, which is not bad, but when you are a believer, you want some backed up Then you got so much uh uh, metaphoric, allegorical type of teaching out there without any Bible or a Joel Osteen type of teacher. I try not to be like that. I try to, on this station, give you some Bible verses or give you some real Bible history without a lot of, uh, trying to motivational speak. You nothing wrong with that, but when you're reading the Bible, everything is not so much motivated purposes. It convicts you. So if it's not convicting you, you know, it ain't the Bible. If you're not getting somewhat convicted, it's not the word of God. If you're always motivated and feeling good when somebody gets through talking about the Bible, they're not preaching a gospel. They're not preaching sound doctrine a lot. There is motivation, of course, but the Bible brings more conviction. More to just motivate you. It ain't here to make you feel good, you know, and stuff like that, you know. So if you're getting the Bible correctly and sound doctrine, if you're not getting convicted, that's causing you to just say, yeah, I wanna, that's part of me. If the Holy Spirit ain't touching your heart and convicting you and reading to you itself, it ain't really sound doctrine. It's just more of a motivational type of feel good, type of preaching and teaching. And I don't do that here. I'm sorry. If you look up something like that, you need to go somewhere else. Not in a mean way, but you're not going to get that here. I don't copy nobody. I might use certain terms, don't get me wrong, but I, I'm not trying to be like the traditional uh, uh, teachers. And, uh, and I do consider myself a teacher. Anybody that's doing this, don't be ashamed to consider your That's not a pride because I consider myself a teacher. You know, I have teachers that teach me. You know quite a bit, but my point is if I'm giving you information like this, I am teaching, you know, and, I, and stuff like that. So I want to make sure what you're hearing is biblical the best way I can. Okay, spiritual obesity. The reason one of the big reasons I'm doing this series because it's so much, it's so many people misled. In the church, starting with the church, starting with the body of Christ, with traditional program denominational teaching. And that's why it's also so long, because I had to go way back, you know, at the apostles and give you a little history and I hope you researched it yourself to give you a background how did all this start I don't have a pinpoint date or time but I go back the best way I can just like I done on the uh, the physical diet being overweight I done the same with the spiritual diet so you can have some type of uh, history or background or how did this start in the church you know Uh, especially in the modern church and I try to go as close as I can Uh, far as I can to the ancient uh, believers to the modern believers and know how did all this bad doctrine and stuff start. So that's what I've been doing. And you have to go back to those last shows, the previous 13 or whatever like that. I forgot what I was on, but I think it's the previous 13 or 14 shows to really get the food out of a what's going on. Okay. All right. Also, I want to talk to you guys in the future, you know, I'll be, you know when i get uh more freedom i'm going to do lois willing radio i will be doing internet radio you know i talked about that also i'm looking into writing ebooks and that's something i have been looking into lately writing ebooks not only uh you know Different ebooks. I will be having different ebooks, not only ones that I will be writing myself, but also from other folk, you know, that's uh, motivational or biblical uh, ebooks or something just on diets and stuff like that. I will be doing that in the future, but I will let you know and everything, and I will be selling them. Now will be selling, but they will be a good, reasonable price. Now I also will be selling for financial reasons. It has nothing to do with charity, nothing like that. Because I will be doing that because that's going to be the income that I will be taking care of myself and whatnot, you know, whatever like that. Because I'm looking for full time ministry. So I, I'm not ashamed. I want you. I want you to want to let you know that up front. There's no little hidden things why I'm doing this. I'm not trying to start a charity. I'm not looking for nothing free, and I'm not have. I don't have a certain you know, uh, a trust fund. I'm trying. You know what they call that? Some type of fund or nothing like that. That would be my income. But you, uh, I'm gonna try to make these eBooks and whatever are uh, very enlightening to you and everything. Give you a good price. But I'm going. I'm letting you know up upfront. is Mark's gonna be the finances that help me. You know, through my life, why I'm not working because I will be doing this full time in ministry. So I need some type of finances coming in. But I don't. I don't. I don't. I would not ask you for nothing. I'm not going to ask you for nothing. But I will be giving you something back as a capitalist way you know give you goods you pay me you know for not not only for you know it's not going to be basically for the minister it's going to be for me to take care of myself and my family and stuff like that so I will be giving you something selling you something for something like that but it ain't gonna be no junk or anything I will be into ebooks and I will give you more information on that and everything like that so I like to be a friend I don't want to sit up there and just say, "Yeah, you know, I need you to support me." No, I don't need you to support me. What I need is you to be open to uh, read my ebook. Because the number one thing that I will be doing with this ebook is to educate you. It's not to motivate you so much, but to educate you. You know, spiritually financially and you know and health-wise. Those e-books that I will be presenting to you and everything, some of them might be familiar to you and some will not because I will create some Lord's Willing myself. I'm practicing, I'm learning things or whatever like that. So uh, keep your eyes and ears open for that You know, because I might pop out with one Sooner or later or whatever like that and I'd, You know, or give you something free Or whatever like that, you know But So I'm not here to get rich or wealthy Or anything like that, but it will be A means of income For me and my future family And stuff like that I'm not asking for none. that's why I will give you It's like capital, you give a good You pay for your good At a very reasonable price and everything like that You know so I want you all to know that I will be uh in the future selling ebooks. Maybe physical books later on down the line, but that's just more uh uh money that I cannot dish out right now. But ebooks very, very cheap, and I don't have to do as much. there be little, little Bible study pamphlets and stuff like that, you know, and uh, motivational books and stuff like that, and, you know, diets and stuff like that, and not only my books, but the majority of be other e-books as well, but I, when I set up my website and have all that done, that's when I would be free. I will not, you know, I'm a freelancer. I want to be in full-time ministry, but at the same time, I want still, I need to replace my income, so that's why I call, I'm entrepreneurship rise, I'll be doing those other things besides real estate. See, I'm not looking for nobody to uh, hand out because I'm still going to be doing real estate and stuff like that but that's another avenue that I will be doing uh, the ebooks and stuff like that besides doing a radio show to, uh, to take care of myself and in, uh, in future endeavors, okay? I want you guys in, I, I'm real and you know me I'll be upfront. I ain't got nothing to hide. If I was giving out something, I'd let you know. If I needed some type of fundraising for something for the ministry, I'm going to let you know. But I don't need that. I just let you know that I will have some goods that you might be interested in. And I hope you just give me a chance to show you some goods of what I get to just help me and stuff like that or whatever and you know to go from there I hope you know what I'm saying all right and you will get some good ministry and uh not only me from me but other outstanding guests and stuff like that that I can you know help you get different material not to pay for but just different material like that you know okay spiritual obesity and that's uh, I forgot what it was because I get the rambling sometimes. That's why I'm doing this series. Now I left off the last show talking about forgiveness. I gave you uh, examples. I gave you definition of forgiveness. I gave you how people look at forgiveness and compared to the Bible. You know. The way we forgive people or people forgive us. And then we look at the Bible way, how the word of God presents forgiveness. I talked about that in depth. I also got into uh, the controversial, the world being forgiven of their sins. And that's still, that's going to continue to be controversial. And I'm going to leave you with that. I'm not going to stay on this a long time. But that's going to continue to be con. Controversial, as well as the other few things I'm going to talk talk about before I end it. And uh I can this forgiveness thing when it comes to the Bible, it's very tough to swallow for most people because of what we was brought up hearing and believing traditionally in the church, including myself. And we were so bombarded and you know so caught up in the old Testaments and and the four uh gospels Matthew Mark Luke and John and stuff like that of that format of the kingdom way of being forgiven which is true that's 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 the that's the time past gospel way of uh, being forgiven you know uh believing in Jesus being water baptized for the for the remission of your sins, and then you shall be filled with the Holy Ghost. But the Bible is such a transitional book. It's such a transitional book that it changes for different people. Out you know outcomes of different people. God does not treat everybody exactly the same, but it's leading toward the same thing and the same person, which is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is all through the Bible. Okay. And uh that's something a lot of uh believers still cannot grasp because what? We didn't get caught up. Let me put this out here. We didn't get caught up in different denominations because we just straight out read the Bible and the Holy Spirit's led us that way, like some people have you think. We got caught up through man made traditions of what the word of God is saying. You understand what I'm saying? So it was because we sat back and read the Bible and we decided to, uh, boom, start this church or start that church. It was mostly from somebody started something. It started from a man or even a woman. But back earlier, it started from a man. You know, when it comes to man-made traditions and denominations, that's why I went back as far as uh, Martin Luther, John Calvin, you know, you have many people that follow them and they gave themselves names. They started churches from names and beliefs of the Calvins and uh, uh, the Luthers and the Swingleys, and you know, then it got into the uh, the charismatic movements with the Pardons and uh, uh, you know, I forgot his name, Seymour, the Reverend Seymour, uh, the black guy from the Azusa movement. When it comes to the Pentecostal, then you have the charismatic movement, then you got the Smith Wigglesworths, and you got these, and you know, it went on to the Oral Roberts and all the faith teachers and stuff like that. It started. All of these type of teachings and movements started from some type of trend by a man, some type of teaching what they believed in. And it started a trend. Now, what also me, you had many Martin Luther followers. The Lutheran church came out, of course, out of Martin Luther's following. But if you look at the Lutheran church today, what they allow, would Martin Luther agree with that? I really don't think so, even though his doctrine got kind of messed up on the end as well. But I'm just letting you know in the chain because he was wrong about a lot of things. You know, after his uh, Romans, I think, I think was it Romans 1 and 6, something like that? Discovery about faith alone, say by faith alone. Uh, his followers believed the Luther way, but as years went by, a lot of man, uh, more man-made traditions start being added to Luther's doctrine, even though he added himself. it like you had layers put in and tucking out. Same as Calvinist, same as dispensationalists, you know, the Darwin and all that and everything. A lot of things have been added for the better and some for the worse. You understand what I'm saying? So even though they started these movements, things have been added traditionally to that. You know, and a lot of these movements, a lot of men that they so called follow, they don't know them. They've been, that's hundreds of years ago. They have no idea that a movement was going to start like that. John Calvin didn't think that you have all these different believers calling themselves Calvinists. I don't believe that. Martin Luther didn't think there was nobody to be calling themselves Lutherans and everything like that. Then he had the Methodists, then he had this stuff. So they all started, but my belief that these guys didn't know that it was going to go as far as it went now and if they seen uh, what was going on now under their name, I believe they would be very disappointed they would be very disappointed even if that doctrine started off wrong I believe of Calvin I'm not going to say, I I don't know but just imagine John Calvin I don't know too much about John Calvin but I know a lot of Calvinists got their somewhat teaching from here same as Luther but with added on things themselves what they claim is came out the Bible you would say some people believe okay let me speak of dispensationalists I don't want to just think I'm just talking about Calvinists and Lutherans or you know Pentecostal stuff like that let's talk about dispensation what Darbin and others besides Darbin uh The so-called forefathers of dispensationalism, which I don't like to call.
0: We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts.
1: I think Darwin was an Acts 2 believer. He believed the church started in Acts 2. So did uh, Clarence Larkin, C.I. Schofield, Moody, and all of them. I believe they believed in the Acts 2. The church started in Acts 2 when you come to dispensationalism. But later on down the line, you have more people that was revealed through the Holy Spirit and their own type of, you know, searching and man-made uh, uh uh, searching and history and stuff like that, they have a better grasp on dispensationalism now that Dar- Darby and uh, Schofield did not have. And if they was around today, I believe they would be more of a mid-axe type of dispensational teacher. You know, they was only limited back then. You know, they write great writings, though, but they w- it wouldn't it wouldn't line up with most uh, rightly dividers and dispensationalists today because they was limited. It's more advancing. We know more now. You know, you understand? It's the same with all the other denominations, of Calvin or whatever like that. The only difference is, I believe, the only difference is when you look at a Calvinist or the Pentecost. You know. Now, what I mean by Calvinist is not a denomination in itself. It's just it's a certain five points that they believe in. They believe in pre- they believe that God chooses some to be saved and God chooses some to go to hell and different things like that. They believe you you have to do this, you have to keep doing this, and keep doing that to be holy in God. If you believe that way, you consider a Calvinist type of believer. So that can be any denomination. You see what I'm saying? including Pentecostal, and Charismatic that's a Calvinist belief you can lose your salvation if you believe you can lose your salvation that's a somewhat of a Calvinist belief you understand what I'm saying now that's what I mean so I'm not I'm not putting Calvinist in a bubble because Calvinist is mostly in all denominations if you believe that way you have a Lordship salvation Calvinist type of belief that's what I mean by Calvinist we used to be there, I used to be there but I didn't know it was called a Calvinist belief See, and everything. Yes, didn't take me long uh, when I, until I heard Charles Stanley explain the assurance of salvation like nobody I had ever heard, even some grace teachers, Charles Stanley, explain the assurance of salvation. Some people might call it "once saved, always saved," which I don't like either because it make it seem like you know, it just make it seem so bubble gumish that you can be saved and live any type of way, and that's the misconception. So Charles Stanley was the one that really explained and broke it down because I was—he was one of my favorite teachers, Charles Stanley, the late Charles Stanley. That's when I—he had so many scriptures to back it up, I couldn't refute it with my some so-called losing your salvation because it kept me scared. It kept me afraid. It kept me up at the altar because I, you know, I used to believe that you can lose your salvation. And then when I started listening to more of a Baptist, they've got a better handle than Pentecostal on a sure and they do on a sure, and a Calvinist on a assurance of a salvation. That was more correct to me. Why? Because it was more biblically and scripturally explained to me why the, all this other stuff, Calvinist and all this other stuff, was not. It was more of observational or traditional definitions of Lucio salvation compared, and they use scriptures, and sometimes it didn't really make sense to me. And at point, but one, it was explained by Charles Stanley, and he never really explained as well as a dispensational teacher. You know, like a Les Feldick and Robert Breaker, which really nipped it in the bud. So, so I was, uh, I was already a, 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 a firm believer of not losing your salvation because it has scriptures in there. And it, it was a lot of contradiction. I just, man, well, so why, you know, it just fell into place more than, Assurance of salvation fell in a place to me more than a, more than a traditional teaching of losing your salvation. Because it sounded mean, it sounded like, wow, it's so easy to lose your salvation. Jesus died for all his sins, but it's so easy to lose your salvation. So it was more, more scriptures and verses were shown to me. And what I looked at myself and learned of myself through the guidance of the Holy Spirit, I, for years I was before I learned how to rightly divide I was already you know biblically convinced that you cannot lose your salvation and you cannot not. and there's no other person nowhere that can deconvince me of that I don't think they can even show me a scripture because uh, I'm not saying I'm the best well versed person but it's just certain verses of that you don't need a lot that explains assurance of your salvation okay Oh, that's what I said, man. And uh, that's why you have so many traditions and so many denominations. And what I'm saying to you, a lot of people might not want to hear. Uh, and I know that. And it's hard to get a traditional belief out of your head. It's hard to get a traditional belief out. Especially a uh, religious or a church belief out of your head even for believers as part of the body of Christ and that's why you have issues let me tell you some of the issues of belief in the church tradition and all of it is true you have issue not only with forgiveness one of the biggest salvation one of the number one how to be saved and what do I mean like that many people that think they save are not saved and that's sad our issue with is salvation what is the gospel today that's confusion. Because you have many people have all kind of ways, including man-made traditional, made up sinners' prayer of how to be saved. These are the scriptures mostly used. John 230, I mean Acts 238, John 3.16, Romans 10, 9, and 10, and you have other different scriptures, mainly in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and some Acts that's traditionally many people use about salvation then you have the man-made traditions the confessio sins the sinner's prayer and stuff like that you know being baptized in water and stuff like that now the baptism is water is a true way to be salvation but it's the wrong dispensation what do i mean by that that was under the kingdom program the four gospels and the uh jesus earthly ministry which Jesus never baptized, but, you know, going to the Acts of Peter and the 12, that was the requirement for salvation, baptizing in water. But it was only for the Jews, Israel, under the kingdom program. See, you have that confusion with Paul's program, faith alone. There's no requirements in the gospel of the grace of God under the teaching of the apostle Paul. It's faith alone alone and what's happening you get that all mingled up like a gumbo, that's fell they call it, and you wind up throwing up because they don't mix together. You know how you put something together that don't mix and you wind up getting nauseated? That's how it is with the gospel. Many people don't know what the gospel is. I can ask many people, walk down twenty people and they probably would say have a not most of them want have the same type of way because traditionally the saved and the unsaved was told what it would take to be saved and the majority of them out of their twenty will say some type of works they will say yeah i believe in faith that he died for our sins but is that but come with it so that's what the uh, confusion is in a lot of denominational churches forgiveness salvation forgiveness you know new testament church who is the new testament church that's another confusion in the church today replacement theology which means the church uh replaces israel The New Testament church Many churches believe That they are The New Testament church That's another confusion In church You know Stuff like that So uh, uh, I'm talking about The main ones You know That's a a problem In the church And everything like that So that's one of them You know uh, Let me think of A a few more That's really An issue Of denominational churches And I'm just talking about Biblical Differences that's in the Bible. The man made traditions is a whole new different thing, but different believers and uh, different beliefs, you know, in the Bible. The issue, the number one issue, is the confusion between the gospel of the kingdom of heaven uh, and the gospel of the grace of God. The gospel of the kingdom of heaven uh, started off with Jesus' earthly ministry went on through the 12 apostles, Peter and the 12, and then the gospel of the grace of God is under the ministry of the apostle Paul, his 13 letters. That's the biggest confusion in the church. They they read both of them, but mostly it's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John over the teachings of Paul. See, they don't never put it, put it together and I didn't either. Why Paul got 13 letters and the, and the rest of them don't. Matthew just got one. John got about five peter got two another disciple james luke and mark was not uh apostles my point is why the one with 13 letters is more ignored than the ones that only got one and two part of it because it's more easier to believe their books because they were followers of Jesus and they knew Jesus through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and Jesus' earthly ministry. So therefore, that's why the focus traditionally played by Master Satan to keep our minds focused on the four Gospels, not on Paul's teachings. Keep their minds on the four Gospels because why? Jesus stands out in the earthly ministry. So why not believe that that's what we're supposed to be following. That was Jesus' teaching. We're supposed to be following his earthly ministry. I'm saying earthly purposely. And I said, I know, I said about 20 some minutes. Uh, earthly purposely, because you have to understand Jesus had an earthly ministry and a heavenly ministry. But the earthly ministry is the more focused when it comes to denominational churches today, including the Catholic Church. Now, the, now the traditions was added with Mary and all that stuff, but I'm just talking about when it comes to Bible. And stuff like that the majority of the church's following and belief and doctrine is from the four gospels i'm not saying that's the only thing they read but it's for the four gospels which is the law and some of them don't even know it they know they're not under the law but they still follow that when you follow that way you're putting yourself right back under the law you know, you are spiritually. You're putting yourself right back under the law. If you say you follow the four gospels, then you're putting yourself not right back, but you put, because you know, Gentiles wasn't under anyway, but anyway, but you're putting yourself under the law because the law was still in play in the four gospels. But traditionally, we've been told that was the New Testament, and we've been told. The New Testament started and so many churches looked at the book of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John as still the uh, New Testament. Why? Because even publishers that made the Bibles made it that way. Publishers put the red letters in there. That wasn't ordained by God. Publishers put it there, which is not so much of a bad thing. But what's the problem is publishers put Jesus' red letters up in there so it can let you know that Jesus was talking in red letters. Good idea. The problem with that, and they was thinking, they was thinking Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The problem was that is Jesus is all through the Bible speaking. Not only Matthew, Luke, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Yes, he was on Earth alive then, but you can kind of mislead people. Not saying you done it purposely. It's just your upbringing traditionally and what you was taught. You will lead some people to believe. That Jesus only spoke, the only red letters in the Bible is only Jesus speaking. Some people wouldn't even know too much about Jesus speaking if it weren't for the red letters. Sadly, yes. If you get a Bible that don't have no red letters, many people would be confused. They don't know when Jesus is really speaking if the red letters did not show up. So that helps a lot of people Understand this is Jesus speaking in the red letters. But what, is, what about Jesus speaking through Paul? What about Jesus in the Old Testament? The great I am. What about different things like that? Knowing who Jehovah was and stuff like that. Many believers have no idea. Don't have no idea. So that's, the, that's what I mean by man-made traditions added on to truth. That's not in play today. So. When it came to forgiveness, we was believe we was coerced by most churches to believe the only way to be forgiven is that you, is that you have to stop sinning. That's traditional, that's the traditional belief that most believers and churchgoers uh grew up hearing. That you have to stop sinning, you have to repent of your sins, you know, or you have to be baptized in water, or you have to confess your sins, or you have to follow the Ten Commandments, the more extreme. It's usually you have to do something to be forgiven of your sins to be saved. That's my point to be saved. It was always a a condition works. The Bible called it works. It was all some type of works. You know, now a lot of that is true when it comes to the kingdom program. The only only way you can get saved was by works but it was only for Israel under the law, under the covenant. You understand? So, The forgiveness of sins was, that was a requirement for your sins to be forgiven. If you didn't meet that requirement, you would die and go to hell with your sins under the kingdom program and under the law. But in Paul's ministry, what Jesus gave to Paul for the Gentiles, forgiveness, the finished work at the cross, forgiveness was fulfilled for the whole world. It was explained only to Paul that the whole world's forgiveness was already done so all they had to do is believe by faith what Jesus done not who he was but what Jesus done Israel the Jews had to believe who he was because that was the promised Messiah for the Jewish people they had to believe that he was the Messiah he was their promised king because they was looking for their king you know from the lineage of King David. They was looking for that king. The Jews was under the grace program where Paul was called by Jesus to go out to the world as a whole new different dispensation. Well, Paul calls it four times, dispensation, another administration, another program, another management. Has nothing to do with law, covenants, none of that stuff. It's a better, much better promise than Israel's law program. Remember, God said in the Book of Romans in the Romans 11, He's doing this to the Gentiles to make the Jews what jealous. How could He make them jealous by how easy this promise is compared to being under the law? And why did He want to make them jealous so they, to get them to come back? You see what I'm saying? So God's wise wisdom wants to make them jealous. That they will come back because this promise under the teachings of Paul is much better than being under the law. Because there's no conditions, there's no requirements. You understand what I'm saying? There's no law. See? They had to, they had conditions. They had to do works. Acts 2.38. They had to do works and stuff like that. They had to believe they have to repent for the remission of sins what is the remission of sins for their past sins see not their future for their past sins they have the remission of sins their future sins as a nation will be dealt with in the future during the setup of the millennium thousand year millennium kingdom so as national Israel there's no national Israel today there's no favorite Israel today Israel's is just like any other Gentile nation for now because they're blind. They have been blinded. Romans eleven. They have been eleven twenty-five, they have been blinded. So there's no national Israel. The only way a Jew can get saved now, nah, whether you mixed or full blooded, the only way you get saved now nah, is through grace, believing what he done. You don't have no special privileges now. You get way you get saved the same way. No works no sacrifices none. That ain't that don't mean nothing today okay? It will come back in the future under the New Testament, but that don't mean nothing today. Jews get saying the same. I don't care if you call yourself a, a Torah follower or Messianic Jew, you won't go to heaven with that old kingdom law and belief. You, have, you only have one way to go to heaven is believing what Jesus done. If you don't, you will go to hell. Not because of your sins, it's because of your unbelief and many Jews will go to hell as well as a lot of Gentiles for that same purpose, not believing what Jesus has done. See, that's the confusion, and that's why you have so many overweight uh, uh, believers in church that spiritually overweight, because all these past traditions and programs that's in them, including the gospel of salvation and forgiveness. So what is the gospel today? That is the gospel. That is the gospel. Alright, believe in what Jesus done, his death, his burial, and his resurrection. You just have to believe. Okay. That's faith alone. And why is it so easy to be saved that way? It's because what the atonement. Remember, I explained to atonement and I gave you some scriptures and my last show, please go back and check that out. Hopefully you wrote them down, the one I- don't expect the newbies but you can go back and check it out because of the final atonement Jesus done over 2,000 years ago when he put every, he, he, he 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 took everyone's sins upon himself when Jesus was on the earth listen closely there was no body of Christ they were not called Christians none of that They was called followers of Jesus or believers and laid on down the way, the ones of the way in the book of early Acts. There was no crosswork. You could not get saved by believing what Jesus did because Jesus was still alive. He never, he wasn't dead. So they had to believe in his name. There was no body of Christ. There was no existence of body of Christ because Jesus was still alive. You see what I'm saying? There was only the kingdom church. Jesus being that king, that Jewish Messiah. See, why Jesus was on earth. So when Jesus was crucified, that's why he when he was telling them what was going to happen to him, they did not understand what he was saying because God hid it from them. Hid what? The finished work. Well what this finished work really mean. It was hidden for to them till later on when it was really explained to them by the apostle Paul which Peter broke down in Second Peter. But, you know, when Jesus, when he got crucified and he died on that rugged cross, the worst kind of death that I can even think about. He died on that rugged cross. And they was crying. And Mary went to the tomb. She tried to cut back and explain to him. They were still in what? Unbelief. They were still blind. They still missed that. Because what? God kept it hidden from them. See, they still missed that. They didn't want to hear Mary, especially a woman. They didn't want to hear that. Then they finally, as one of the Gospels said, John and uh, Peter ran to the tomb. But John beat Peter there. And they seen that he was gone and everything. They had to run down there and see and believe like it was something new. But it was all in their face. But there was what? History was still a mystery to them. It was revealed later on. You, you see what I'm saying? That's why they was hurt. And they they scattered. The 12 scattered. The 11 because Judas was dead. So it was only 11. Judas was gone already. He was only 11. Got replaced later in early Acts by Matthias. And they scattered everywhere. And uh, they hid. Just put a point. They were scared. They hid. Me and you probably would have done the same thing. So don't, don't get mad at them they hid, you know, they doubted so that's why it's false to say doubting. call him Doubting Thomas, Peter and all on Doubting, Peter denied him three times what is that? That's doubt, So, but they put so much emphasis on uh, Thomas you know, which is kind of false but that name is traditional name, it's not a Bible name that trad- man's tradition made of Doubting Thomas, okay, it's not a biblical term, alright but they scattered, you know when Jesus died on that cross, they still was blind and had no idea why he had to die. See, when Jesus said it is finished, they still didn't know, have no idea until later on after the cross. You see what I'm saying? When Jesus came back and he ate with them, he was explaining and everything like that and then blah, 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 blah. What did they ask in Acts 1? It didn't say who asked, but it said the disciples asked Jesus. Are you going to set up the kingdom now? When Jesus came back from his resurrection, are you going to eat with him? Are you going to set up the kingdom now? And Jesus said, "This is not for you to know." Read Acts one and get all that through. See, they still didn't understand what was going on. They thought Jesus was going to set up the kingdom because, according to the word of God, He is going to come back, step foot on earth, and set up the new thousand-year millennial kingdom. They thought all that was going to happen now, so they were still kind of blind and confused. Whatever the what that disciple was. Could have been Peter, because Peter was always at the wrong bunches. one asked questions, but I don't know. It just said, they asked that. They just say, who? That it's not important. You got to connect the dots and put all these things together. Get out of that traditional type of teaching and allegories and see what the Bible said. The Bible don't tell you much unless you connect the dots. The Bible don't tell you much because some things we don't need to know, okay? So you get, that's when allegories and people start adding things to it. When the Bible did not say that man add things to it and then becomes a tradition and that tradition turns into a belief and that belief transforms into denominations. You see what I'm saying? So the, it's that adding on stuff that messes people up, you know, like you and I. So. Let's jump ahead. To all the way to the persecution of uh, Paul persecuting the church. What church? The kingdom church. Because remember, there's no body of Christ. He was persecuting the believers, of the kingdom program, and he thought he was doing the right thing. Because they didn't want to believe that this Jesus that they killed was their Messiah King. They believed someone was coming, but they didn't want to accept the one that came he wasn't what they was looking for this humble Jesus doing all this stuff. No, they were looking for somebody to take over Rome and be like a king David. And Jesus disappointed them. So they wouldn't accept him as the Messiah. So they was they looked past uh the humble Jesus and they looked straight to the coming king. So they missed it. Cuz they focused on the the, uh, the Pharisees, I believe, and the Sadducees and all these the groups was looking for this king. But not like the humble Jesus that came. See, they they wouldn't accept that. They was looking for someone different like a King David, I believe. But anyway, Paul was persecuting the church. Paul was a former Pharisee, persecuting the church, the kingdom church. See, because he thought he was doing the right thing until Jesus interrupted his thing. Blinded him, he fell off the horse and everything fell to the dirt. And Jesus said, Saul, Saul. What you was saw then? Why are you persecuting me? Read Acts 9 yourself, why are you persecuting me? When you persecute me, you're kicking against the pricks. The pricks is like a certain sharp point. When you hit up against it or you you your your you, you pressure up against it, it's sharper than it points. It's, it's almost like a needle or a point. You get you hurting yourself. When you hit up against that, you're hurting yourself. That's what the pricks is. You you have some translations call it hordes or whatever like that, but the King James usually use pricks. You're kicking and you're hurting yourself. When you persecute me, Jesus said, you're persecuting yourself. You're persecuting your Messiah. You're persecuting your King. See? Jesus used terms like that when it came to Israel as well, when he was talking about in the last days when it was, he was rewarding them, the ones that was helping Israel. He said, when you help the ones that needed help, you was helping me. He was talking about Israel. And stuff like that. When they when you help the Jews, Israel. Why? Because the Jews was the New Testament, they was back in play now. So when they got they would get persecuted so bad, so you will have certain Gentiles out there helping those Jews and that's what Jesus said. When you help them, you help be. You see what I'm saying? You know, that's connected in dots. Well anyway, when Paul Saul got persecuted, he was blinded and he was prayed over by Ananias and everything like that, and such and such a thing. That program of the kingdom was going to be postponed because of the final acts was when they blasphemed the Holy Spirit by stoning Stephen in Acts 7. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, you guys. I, I, I'm, I'm still, I still go over what I say I'm going to do. I only said 20 minutes and here I go again. Okay, I apologize for that. But when I, once I get in it, I, I'm sorry just so much. And I, I know my timing don't be good, but, but I apologize for that. But at the same time, I hope you get something out of it. So let me slow down now. In other words, when it when it transition, because the book of Acts is a transitional book. It's not a doctrine book. It's a transitional book. That means if there's a change from Peter to Paul. You might say, George, how do you know that? You know the. Do anybody know when the last time Peter was mentioned in the book of Acts? Well, let me tell you, the last time Peter was mentioned in the book of Acts was Acts 15. Peter's not mentioned anymore. It's all Paul after that. Why? Because that's another program. Remember in the book of Galatians, when they shook hands, the hands of fellowship, they shook hands. Peter, James and John shook hands with Paul. What happened? Peter, James, and John went to the Jews, while Paul went to the Gentiles. That's how you got your books, first and second. Peter, James, and John out there, they went straight to their own people. They kept going there, but at the same time, it was dying out. It was fading out. The kingdom program was fading out. It didn't just stop immediately. It was fading out. It was fading out. You understand what I'm saying? So, when Saul was attacking them, he thought he was doing the right thing under the kingdom program. Then you know after uh, let me put it this turn, when Jesus rescued him because that's what it was a rescue of him doing anything worse Saul and then he used Ananias to pray for Paul and Paul was blind for what three days just like Jesus was in the tomb three days see that something about that three God works in numbers he used certain numbers three days blind for Paul Jesus was in a tomb three days, like Jonah was in a what bell of the wedding a well for three days when uh, Jesus led Saul to Asia. He stayed that what? Three years. See? Three years. So it's something about that three, something to that. Well anyway, God is a God of numbers. But anyway, the transition was happening. When you read the book of Acts, always remember the book of Acts is a transitional book. And the last time you hear about Peter is Acts 15. The mantle has been turned, has been given over to Paul a whole new different program. You're not going to hear nothing. What you're not going to hear in the book of Acts is the body of Christ and the cross and everything like that. You just hear of his persecution and his missionary journeys. But all those missionary trips and journeys Paul went to, That became Paul's 13 letters. That's all what Paul done on these missions in the book of Acts. That's how he was able to do the 13 letters. Ephesus, Colossae, Thessalonica, Asia Minor, all those places, missionary places Paul went. Those books, his books came out of those missionary journeys, his 13 letters, Romans through Philemon. You know, some people believe Hebrews. I don't know. But Romans 2, Philemon came out of Paul's missionary journeys. That's why I say, Paul, you will get Paul's teaching, not out of the book of Acts. You will get his teachings out of his 13 letters. That's, and his teachings was a mystery. What well, Paul, what Jesus revealed to Paul, was never revealed to nobody else. Jesus, in it's called a mystery in the King James Bible. Your translation, if you don't have King James, would say secret. Mystery does mean secret. What was revealed to Paul, the gospel of the grace of God, out to the Gentiles, Gentiles mean the world, was never revealed to nobody else. So that's why the terms Paul used, you don't hear that from Peter now. These things, terms Paul used was taught by him and revealed to him by Jesus Christ. Heavenly ministry. So when you go against Paul and you persecute Paul, you don't want to listen to Paul's teachings, you're not you're turning your back on Jesus because Jesus is the one through the Holy Spirit teaching Paul and telling Paul what to say see slowly but surely after paul was in ministry of over 25 years that was the lord jesus christ telling paul what to do through the holy spirit the holy spirit wasn't he he, even the miraculous and all that was slowing down laying on down in acts and then start off at first but it was slowing down that's why you had uh 1st or 2nd Corinthians 13 you know with 11 stuff like that it talks about the season and the the going away of the word of knowledge and tongues and all that stuff but I'm not going to get into that now but when a Jewish kingdom program stopped signs and wonders stopped then but not immediately because Paul was still doing miracles and stuff like that because that's one of the things that was in the apostles and if you read your Bible correctly you will understand most of the miracles and signs and wonders was done through the apostles not only the twelve, but the apostle Paul. You had very few doing you had doing uh, miracles and stuff like that. You had some disciples. You had Stephen and all of them. But the majority of the signs and wonders and miracles is was through the apostles, because that was part of the apostles' ministry. At least according to the Bible, it was through the apostles mainly if you connect, but it will start fading away, going through the book of Acts. And that's why you don't hear a lot about that or to none and none of Paul's letters. Tongues. You don't hear Paul talking about tongues, signs, wonders, and stuff like that. Well, only reason you hear, only way, let me take that back in 1 Corinthians, and 2 Corinthians, because Signs and wonders are still going on. And this is a young Gentile. It was a transition to show the Jews jealousy that God was moved to the Gentiles now. But after that, remember that was Paul's earlier books when he was teaching this carnal church. One of the carnal's church under Paul's ministry was the Corinthian church. The Corinthians. There was gifts still going on then um, through the Gentiles, then not the Jews, but through the Gentiles. Because of the transition from the kingdom program that came with signs and wonders. But you notice when he started getting to acts thirteen and explaining to them, he told them it will cease after that that is perfect come. Huh? And I remember I explained to you what is the perfect or what I believe the perfect is. The perfect is the hidden mystery. The mystery was fulfilled. That's the perfect. Paul was talking about the perfect, the mystery program. It wasn't Jesus who won the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit was already working through them. So they won't wait for them. they won the Holy Spirit. It wasn't Jesus. next time Jesus come back, in the air it'd be to get the church and a, a second time you come back on earth it'd be the day of the Lord Mount of Olives so it wasn't Jesus it was the fulfillment of the mystery program the hidden word of God Romans 16 and 25 that's the perfect that which is perfect see that perfect is the fulfillment of the mystery program through the Apostle Paul see see You understand what I'm saying? All right. I'm going to stop right here. And I talked about a lot of things. So that's, you know, in Paul's ministry, the forgiveness of sins is not a big issue. Why? Because sins are already been forgiven under Paul's ministry. Not the apostles. That wasn't, it was only revealed uh, to Paul through the finished work of the cross. From Jesus to Paul in the heavenly ministry it was fulfilled not fulfilled but it was only revealed to Paul you see what I'm saying that's what Paul's teaching is about the cross it's about the rising of the dead it's about forgiveness it's about the oneness it's about the body of Christ it's about the head of the church you don't hear that teaching from Peter and all of them it's only through Paul that's the hidden mystery message for the church we today this is Joseph Brownlee. Body of Christ real talk with another teaching on this series called Spiritual Obesity. When I return, Lord's willing, I'm going to read a few more verses. We're going to get a little bit more forgiveness before I end it. Then I'm just going to give you a little freebies about the bride of Christ. See, who is the bride of Christ? You understand, you should understand who the, uh, the New Testament church is. You should understand the New Testament church is Israel, not the body of Christ. You're going to find out that the bride of Christ and the body of Christ are not the same. And I'm going to give you some verses and stuff like that. The body of Christ and the bride of Christ. These are just extra nuggets that's going to conclude spiritual obesity. See, because a lot of things that I'm telling you is most of you here was taught to believe in your church. And it's very contrary, so it's going to rub you the wrong way. But it's true. It's Bible. See, it's Bible. Okay. You're going to. If you don't follow along with verses and scriptures that I put down, if you don't follow along, you won't get it and you do follow along and you still won't get it it's because you don't want to that's all to it I said this before and I repeat this again it's because you don't want to especially when it comes to forgiveness and the gospel for the day. because those two right there is most important than any other doctrine the gospel and forgiveness They, the salvation part don't come with forgiveness but you need to understand you have already been forgiven for you to be understood, I mean to be saved under Paul's gospel. The gospel of the grace of God. The gospel of the grace of God and the gospel of the kingdom of heaven are two different gospels. Let me say this again. The gospel of the grace of God Acts 20 and 24 and the gospel of the kingdom of heaven, Acts 2 and 38 are two different Gospels. Okay? Remember that. Let it get in your head so it can get in your heart and the Holy Spirit can guide you from there. And I'm going to leave you with this. With the love, as I often do, you do not have to be forgiven first to be saved. You already have been forgiven. Now you can be saved. God bless you. Love you all.